Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Tuesday, April 6th, 2021. Brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist that there is. So employ him as your dentist. Give him a call, 317-849-2933. It's just that easy to take control of your dental health again. He's been my dentist the last 27 years. I've never gone to another one since I first went to Dr. Mike O'Neill. Hit subscribe, hit like, hit ring the bell. Not because you love me, but because you love the direction that Indiana basketball is headed. Positive momentum times 10 yesterday. First, we find out that Dane Fife is coming home. I know he's from Clarkston, Michigan. He's a native Michigander. He's worked the last eight years for Tom Izzo and, and Michigan State University. But Indiana University, to me, is home for Dane Fife. He's coming home. He's going to work on Mike Woodson's staff. That is terrific news. Then, almost immediately after that, Jordan Geronimo announces that he's going to stay at Indiana. Then, it's announced uh, via Twitter that Christian Lander is going to stay. So the two guys that we don't know about at this point, those who entered the transfer portal after the firing of Archie Miller and prior to the hiring of Mike Woodson, Armand Franklin and Race Thompson. I've always thought that Armand Franklin was kind of hedging toward staying and that Race Thompson was hedging toward leaving. I think Race Thompson, he might want to go home to the Twin Cities and play at the University of Minnesota for Ben Johnson, who wants to lock down the borders of Minnesota. You know, Minnesota is a state with one Division I basketball uh, program, the University of Minnesota. Indiana's got 10, right? So there you go. Uh, thank you, Brian. Appreciate that. Um, at any rate, this is re these are interesting times at Indiana. And, and if Race Thompson opts out, that leaves Indiana with two slots. If Race comes back to Indiana, they've got one slot. And I don't know what they're going to do with the one slot with transfers, but bringing everybody but Al Durham back, that would be a lot of guys, right? Uh, a lot of guys and 200 minutes. That's physics. Mike Woodson would have to figure out how to utilize these guys. It would create a lot of competition in practice. That's a good thing. Indiana on the come, certainly. Mike Woodson showing, at least to this point, a great hire, right? Hadn't won a game yet. Hadn't lost a game yet. I know he's 63 years old, but I think that that works in the favor of Indiana University because it puts some urgency behind him. No four-year plan. No five-year plan. Mike Woodson wants to win right now. So you go out and put together the best staff that you can find, and you try to find all the talent you can to lift this thing up to where it needs to be. And I think Mike Woodson is in the process of doing that, and he's doing it with energy down in Bloomington by all accounts. Uh, Armand, race. We'll see what happens. Maybe we find out today. Every time we think, well, we can kind of take a breath, and, and there's going to be a recycling of, of some information. Not so much. Just more and more and more and more information about Indiana basketball and those who are uh, kind of buying in, including Dane Fife coming home, which I think is terrific. Dane Fife, look, you can go to basketballreference.com and look at Dane Fife and what he did at IPFW. Look at his overall record. You can do that. 
And, and you can say, he had a losing record. Why is everybody all agog over Dane Fife? I'm telling you, when Dane Fife went to IPFW, you could not win there. You had no chance to win. They were an independent, new to Division One. Dane Fife building that thing from scratch, recruiting to a commuter school with a nascent Division One product that had no conference. Who the hell wants to play for that? He went out put together a competitive team that became more and more competitive. They were invited to join the Summit League. They did. And by the end of his six years in Fort Wayne, they were winning. They won 18 games his last year there. That was coaching at a level that I cannot even fathom. You can look at the records if you want and say, what'd this guy do? You know what he did? He did the impossible at IPFW. I would put the job that Dane Fife did as the head coach at IPFW against the job that a lot of guys have done winning national championships for enormously uh, popular and successful programs. I think it's harder to build what Dane Fife did than it is to win a national championship at a program that is, is accustomed to that level of play. Dane Fife is a flat-out terrific coach and a better guy. Uh, Indiana's still the last undefeated national champ. That 1976 team still hanging on. Last night, Baylor beat Gonzaga, and so that uh, <clears throat> that still belongs to Indiana. I guess that's a good thing for Indiana. I don't know. I wanted to see Gonzaga win. I like the way they move the ball. They don't dribble it a lot. It's pop, 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 pop shot, which is nice. Uh, but Baylor, man, if you can shoot it well, you can win games. They shot better than 40% from the uh, from beyond the arc last night. And when it rains, man, they can score nine in three possessions like that. They can put a 9-0 run on you in about 40 seconds. They are really, really good. They are long. They rebounded like hell last night, out-rebounding uh, Gonzaga by 11 on the offensive glass. Really good stuff from Baylor. They took a 10-point lead from before the first TV timeout at 15.45 left in the first half. And uh, Gonzaga hit a three with just over 15 left in the first half. That was the last time that Baylor led by less than 10. It was 10 at halftime, and then Baylor just kind of pulled away until they were able to empty the bench. At the end of the uh, at the end of the game, which I like, so congratulations to Scott Drew and the Baylor Bears. I don't know how you recruit to Baylor. Tell you the truth, Waco, uh, Texas. I don't know how you get that done. Uh, Hubert Davis hired as the head coach at UNC. Told you that was going to happen. They were going to keep it in the family. Hubert Davis. Uh, we'll see what he does at North Carolina. Roy Williams thought that the the job had kind of passed him by, and so it's Hubert's to to do with what he will. Uh, Sam Darnold traded to the Panthers for a sixth rounder this draft coming up in 23 days and then a second and fourth in the 2022 draft. Um, if I'm Zach Wilson, and it looks like Zach Wilson is going to be the guy that the Jets are looking most closely at to draft number two overall. You know what? I tell him, you draft me, I'm sitting a year. I'm going to re-enter the draft in 2022 because I am not playing for your ass. I am not going to be that next guy that, that you throw to the wolves and who gets killed 
because you can't surround me with weapons or a decent offensive line, and I wind up like Sam Darnold traded for – I. he was – He's a, a top three pick. He's 23 years old, Sam Darnold is. He's going to Carolina for a sixth, a second, and a fourth. Not even a conditional. That tells you something about the New York Jets and the direction of that franchise. I want no part of that if I'm Zach Wilson or anybody else. But Darnold going to Carolina, he's going to get a fresh start. Hopefully he's able to take advantage of that. The Cubs, they won last night 5-3. to three. Baez, Contreras, Bodie homered, and then Baez and Contreras get plunked. Contreras takes one in the noodle. If I'm the Cubs, I'm looking for a little vengeance. I got to tell you, you know what? Old school baseball, I like old school baseball. I got no problem with with a little bit of payback if the Brewers are going to start hitting guys because they go yard and put one in a guy's helmet. I'm going after somebody. Uh, Trevor Williams was terrific last night. A native Chicago, and his dad was in the stands. They talked. They spoke at length to the dad. I mean, my God, how long are you going to do these interviews? Three questions and done. We don't need this guy to carry a half inning for you, for God's sake. Anyway, Cubs with a win last night. That's a good thing. They're 3-1 and one on, the, uh, on the season. We're only four games in. Let's not go crazy about the Chicago Cubs. Uh, I'm just really, really happy with what Indiana's done over the last couple of weeks. I think they've set this program back on the rails, and uh, we're going to see what happens once the ball goes up and how these guys play. But so far, this has been a really good offseason for Indiana basketball. Pacers tonight against the Bulls at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. Uh, Pacers like a a point-and-a-half favorite. I don't, we don't know whether Sabonis was held out of practice yesterday. Who knows whether he's going to play, whether Brogdon's going to play, whether Lamb's going to play. We don't know. What we do know is that the last time all these guys sat, and that was Saturday against the Spurs, Pacers, they got an overtime win, and it was lots of fun to watch. Yeah, I, I, I think we can handle old school baseball. I think it's okay. I got no problem with putting one in a guy's ribs, right? You throw up mine, I'm throwing it yours. That's just the way it is. That's baseball to me. Never at the head. Never go head hunting. But plunking a guy in the glute, plunking a guy in the ribs, I think that's fine. 92 in the ribs sends a message. You do that enough, and pitchers who can't stop hitting opponents, you know what? They're going to start getting dirty looks in the clubhouse. That's the way things work. There's got to be a consequence right? Always a consequence for a negative action, and you're going to be all right. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? I'm just really, really happy about Indiana basketball. I keep saying that, but I, I don't think that I've looked as effusive about it as I'd like to be. I keep talking to people down there, and they keep trying to talk me off that skinny limb where we're getting really, really optimistic without any reason to be optimistic. I think we've got reason to be optimistic. I'm all in. I think Mike Woodson's doing a great job. And having the resources necessary to put together the staff that he's putting together, good for Scott Dolson for getting that cash for Mike Woodson because that staff is going to be critical in the development of that roster, and that's a big reason why a lot of these guys are opting back in. Um, Thank you, Brian. Appreciate it.
Uh, Alan Massengale, happy birthday. Pauletta Caps, happy birthday. Jaretta Witt, Chris Clausen, Fred Whalen, happy birthday. It's great Ray Cortapassi. Sure, he left Indiana. That's fine. He's up in Chicago working for WGN. I, I got no problem with that. Jim Raymer, happy birthday. Will Palachik, happy birthday. Chris Eckstein and Wally McNew, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Look at the fish, everyone. The fish. <laughs> Who could catch a fish? Uh, I go in there at night, right around dusk, and try to fish like a bear with my mouth. That's what I do. I haven't caught one yet, but I'm going to keep trying. We'll talk to you a little bit later today, 3, 3.30, something like that. Cannot wait to talk to you about what happens today with Indiana. Maybe we find out about Armand Franklin. We'll see.